0: Hi Caris. Hi Daniel. Uh you you feeling good? You want to do this podcast thing? Well, yes.
1: I I, well, I signed up for that. So I've been here. Cool through. So this is why I'm here. Let's right. get going. Let's get into it. Let's 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 get Liverpool some Liverpool has get so miracle. This is lovely. You can try to
0: Podcast. Welcome to Let's Get Lyrical, a new podcast all about the love of song lyrics. Uh, I'm Daniel Mate, and I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host Caris Van Houten. That's how you say your name, yes?
1: That's exactly how you say my name.
0: Contrary to, I'm sure, a lot of people who mispronounce it.
1: Hooten. Caris Hooten. Van Houten. <laughs> terrible.
0: You're darn, darn tooting, Van
1: Houten. <laughs> <laughs> let's get lyrical, lyrical. <laughs> lyrical. <laughs> Come on, everyone, everybody now.
0: R.I.P. What lyrical is the song again,
1: right. Olivia? Yeah, Olivia and john Is it? Was it let's connected to something? Yeah, let's get physical. But it must was it connected-,
0: connected to like working out or one of those early '80s aerobics movies? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's-
0: or certainly that was part of her her thing, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, R.I.P. She died this year. Yeah, we've lost some good ones this year. Christine McVee. I'm really mm-hmm. sad about her. Yeah, that's bad news. We're gonna have that's well, it's and it's secondhand news, but um, bum. You know Fleetwood Mac song, secondhand news. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, that's so again. We're,
1: we're, oh Jesus, you're 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 way too far ahead of me. Like you're 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 okay. We'll see about that. Well, anyway,
0: doesn't matter. This is a podcast all about song lyrics, and I'm a songwriter, a musical theater writer. A writer of books these days i lead workshops i'm a mental chiropractor um you can link to all of our stuff in the show notes so i won't get into it here and carice you're an actor and you're a producer as well right like you have a
1: yeah i mean producer producer i i i like to think of things i have i have ideas i try to develop things and yes i have produced co-produced um a TV show in Holland called Red Light, and um, we've produced a film called Instinct. A very, um, a film that I'm very proud of. Very small film, um, but yeah, I don't see myself per se as a producer. I well, see I myself. Have I,
0: I have news for you. You are.
1: <laughs> I am now.
0: Uh, by, by virtue of what you just told us, and it turns out, because I think being an actor and producer is not surprising to people who who have followed you, but you're also. A songwriter and a, and a musician and a singer yeah
1: well, i mean
0: you have yeah. that in you
1: well okay I'll, I'll never be a Joni mitchell obviously um, but i really i i live for music way more than i live for film or any other amusement um so i i, I have just a lot of affinity with music and i'm an audio audio person no
0: an auditorium person. Oh auditora.
1: yes. So not, not so much visual. Yeah. Visual as well. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I um, I get turned on by, by, by sounds like music. Uh, and I've,
0: were you, were you always like that as a kid?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've always, was always playing radio and playing radio shows. And, um, I don't think I've been outside much. <laughs> I was outside much when I was a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hence my white complexion. Um, I am, um, I and I yes, I, I made a record ten years ago now, uh, which half of it I wrote myself, and they're you know they're my first songs, so they we, we can't really yeah we can't really say they're <laughs> they're um, masterpieces, um, but I'm proud of them, and they're you know they they represent a certain time in my life. Uh, was that yeah. scarier
0: to put that out there than to put yourself out in in roles on film? Like
1: yes. I think so. Yeah, it really felt like um just my diary just putting it on Instagram like in, inter integraal as we say in Dutch. Um What does that mean? Yeah, like all of it. Like all uh of it yeah. Um but also when people then complimented me on the it also hit me more, you know, it was more yeah. uh satisfying. Then when someone says oh i loved you in seeing you in in whatever game of thrones if yes. you seen yes. that show uh it. Mean, yeah it doesn't matter it. um but um
0: i found it hard to follow
1: yeah i, I understand that but
0: you're many, many,
1: <laughs> uh, many many thanks very many storylines but um uh yes yeah, so it is more it is more satisfying when someone likes your music yeah
0: yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I've been Just because a lot it's something it. that you make yourself, right? It's your... It's something it comes- that make you you make yourself, and it's also something that comes from a place in you that's very hard, at least for me. Like, I'm very good with words, and this show is about words, or at least words are going to be our avenue into talking about music. I mean, you mm-hmm. and I love music. I've got perfect pitch. I've been a musician since I was a kid. But lyrics is...
1: You have perfect pitch.
0: I have perfect pitch, yeah. Cool. If you told me to go to to like sing an A flat, I could and then I can go over and and prove it. Yeah. When people acknowledge or praise my music, there's something in me that's just because it's coming from somewhere in me that isn't my clever side. It's not my words. It's not my personality even. It's somewhere before all of Hmm. that, you know. And I'm a good lyricist too. Like I'm proud of my lyrics, and but hopefully the lyrics serve the music and vice versa. And since I write musical theater, it's a genre that really demands people listen closely to it, which is one of the reasons I chose it. I ultimately didn't want to write pop songs that you could just groove to and not pay attention to the words, mm. you know. But to me, the I love it when music and words blend perfectly. And the whole idea behind this podcast, well, number one, it's a chance for you and I to you and I to hang out you and me to hang out you and no,
1: you are the English the native speaker. Yeah, yeah.
0: I always, I, but I always reverse that. It's a chance for you and me to hang out. You and I are hanging out. Um, subject object. There and you go just, with the and, words. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And and talk about uh, something we love, which is music and lyrics, which we found out within. 15 minutes of meeting, we were talking about something else. But of course you and I have free associative ADD brains and we were popping all over the place. <laughs> and I told you about my, I think one of my Leonard Cohen episodes on my channel and you were like, Oh my God, I love lyrics. I have to Who's Google.
1: Leonard Cohen. <laughs> you know, that would be funny. That's, oh my God. Be, Who's that? Yeah. Uh,
0: I think, I think this friendship would have ended right then. You <laughs> um, but you know, I think it's true. For a lot of people, appreciating the art and craft of lyrics and listening to what songwriters are trying to do with the words really only deepens the appreciation of songs and music in general. I think that when you really get like, oh, that's what that song is about. I mean, it could ruin the song, too. I guess we could do We could do episodes. I think we might want to do an episode where, like, knowing the lyrics. Fucked it up. Fucked it up, like like we're gonna fuck up your love of this song now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've 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 gone to song meanings and to song facts and fucking those websites many times, and I was like, ah, oh. oh really? It was just a fucking news article that they that they read.
0: I wish should... I didn't know. Yeah. Or, or worse, sometimes it's like really, like for, like that song, um, you know, the outfield, uh, your love.
1: Sing it I to me. I don't want to lose
0: your love tonight. From the 80s. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song, but like at one point in that first verse, he's like, so many things that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. <laughs> Who is yeah. he talking to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the first line?
0: Well, you know. Joseph Jones. on is the But my my girl's, girl's a little, little bit, bit older. I don't wanna lose your like <laughs> it just goes by.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean also I also wonder, I mean, you might praise a certain lyric where the writer was just thinking this is so convenient that this fucking oh, word sure. rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that happens all the time, no?
0: It totally does. Yeah. we, yeah. we should actually we should do an episode about We'll do it. See, we're generating ideas for episodes mm-hmm. too. We're very unprepared. Mm-hmm. This is very often cuff. but we hope to be doing this for a long time with lots of great episodes. One thing we could do is songs we never need to hear covered again. <laughs> I tweeted the other day. I wish I had a river I could dump all the covers of River in. <laughs> That's funny, especially around <laughs> this time of year.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, every
0: time. I mean, I love that's a great song. It's yes. not my favorite Johnny Mitchell song. It's not even my favorite Johnny Mitchell album. I did a whole series on the lyrics to go YouTube channel, RIP, uh, about uh, all my favorite Johnny Mitchell albums after Blue,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because I feel like that's when she got super interesting. But anyway, River is a lovely song. But the minute the minute I hear a cover version and someone's like it's coming on Christmas I'm like oh fuck just turn on Santa Claus is coming to town like, <laughs> and then hallelujah is another one both of these by canadians yeah uh, true uh like jeff buckley nailed
1: he nailed it he nailed that song Well it goes yeah. like this the fourth the fifth the minor
0: fall and the major lift the baffled king composing hallelujah, hallelujah. Nailed yeah. that song, no one else, respect to Rufus Wainwright, but no one else ever no. needed to do hallelujah ever again, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And and that's a song worth, worth looking at the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're like, t- totally, look. If you're listening to this podcast already and you're like, when are these two gonna focus? Or
1: still <laughs> or if you're st- still if- there. If
0: you're still there. If you're still there. And you're like, geez, these two jump around a lot. Well Jump up and jump up and get down with us because this is how we roll. We're we do we do tend to free associate, don't
1: we? Yeah. Totally.
0: But that's part of the fun. So, anyway, it's a podcast about lyrics. It's a podcast <laughs> encouraging all of us to listen closer to lyrics. It's a podcast to nerd out about the music and the songs we love. And to, I think, also, you and me, you and I, let's say, are both very interested in things outside of music. We're interested in a lot of things about life, including personal development, growth, healing, you know, the sort of more serious topics of life and art, and a lot of and politics, and a bunch of, I don't know if you're into politics, I am. Well, um,
1: yeah, I was going to say, maybe I'm not the best person to talk about politics to.
0: Well, it's you're a good person to pol- talk about politics to, maybe not with. But <laughs> yeah, I'll just, maybe not I'll I'll with. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just talk to you about them. Okay. I'll, talk at, I'll talk at you about them, like that annoying guy at the party, who thinks <laughs> he's being charming. <laughs> so that's another topic. But anyway, the point, what I was trying to say, until I interrupted myself rudely, (laughs) was that songs and song lyrics are a great jumping-off point to talking about a lot of different aspects of life. And I feel like that's something you and I are going to do a lot on this show.
1: Yeah, that's Uh, not going to be a problem. (laughs) No. That's the least of our problems.
0: (laughs) least of our problems. So uh, welcome, everybody, to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love it if you would subscribe. I should have said this much earlier. Subscribe wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or our proprietary website, once that is created, or anything else, or YouTube, if if and when we put some episodes up on YouTube. We're going to have a Patreon, which will be an opportunity to subscribe, extra subscribe, and get extra goodies and bonuses. Hey, folks, Daniel here. Just cutting in to say stick around at the very end of the episode to hear all about what a Patreon subscription gets you to the Let's Get Lyrical podcast. I'll be running down all of the perks and benefits and giving you a little taste of some of the bonus content you'll get from this very episode if you subscribe at 5 bucks a month. The link, if you want to find out right now, if you don't want to wait to hear me describe it at the end, is patreon.com slash let's get lyrical. All right, back to it. We're going to be doing live streams. We're going to be doing a lot of different things. We're still figuring it out, but we wanted to get started with this thing before it was all figured out, just to figure it out as we go. So with all that said, do you have anything else to say by way of intro- introduction before we jump into the theme of this episode?
1: Me? No. No, let's go. Let's do it.
0: Who, who is there? <laughs> is there so, Is there somebody else here? Am I you talking to me? <laughs> um, all right. So the theme of this episode is pleased to meet us. Which is to say, songs that you and I would say are good introductions to who we are lyrically. Uh, and there's so many ways to get into this topic. You know, you could pick songs that you just love so much. But uh, you know, I'm curious to know for you, what's one, so- what's a, what's the first song you chose as a song? You know, whose lyrics tell us, tell a stranger, tell the world something about Carice van Houten.
1: Okay, so I chose a song that is. I don't know how it how I came across it, and uh, it's it, it. I I have a love hate relationship with the song because there is something very cheesy about it, but there is also something that really st- st- um, strikes a chord with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is I wanted to I picked this one because it is a. I don't know if it says yeah it says something about me I guess it 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 says uh, it talks about. Um, it's about some i don't know if i should spoil this yet but this is a um, an older woman a very lonely old older woman uh the story's about uh and it's sort of a nightmare to me like that the 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 idea of becoming that
0: is it Eleanor rigby
1: no <laughs> no <laughs> it would, would be a nice guessing game as well <laughs> what old lady is this <laughs> um it's uh, I'll, I'll tell you the um the the name of the, the band is the uh, D- Divine Comedy. Okay. They're Irish, I think. Okay. Have you do you know them? I don't. Um, he's a, he's a he's a he's a funny character. The main the main singer, he's he has funny, he's a yeah he's a very peculiar type. Um, it it's sort of a bit musically, you know, it's a bit it has a sort of a musical theater vibe. Um,
0: What's the song it's, called, pull it's it called?
1: It's called uh, A Lady of a Certain Age. I'm already in with this kind of melancholy vibe.
0: That's beautiful finger picking guitar.
1: Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had been part of a smart set. You'd holiday with kings dined out with starlets. From London to New York, Caffeta to Capri, in perfume by Chanel, in clothes by Givenchy.
0: Terrific limes. Mm-hmm. And if a nice young man would buy you a drink, you'd say with a conspiritorial
1: drink, you wouldn't think that I was seventy And he'd say no.
0: So, Kariz, talk to me. Why does this song sum you up? What What about this? Do you relate to? And what are your favorite parts? What are your favorite lines?
1: Uh, well, it sums me up in a sense that it's it's very um, sort of melancholy. It's it's which I am. Uh, there's something in the in the music that really hits me. It's that sort of the rhythm as well of it. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps going and. Um,
0: yeah, there's like a, a turning wheel feeling about it. It almost feels like, ah, oh, Carice, it sound, It feels like a windmill. That's why you love it. <laughs> because you're Dutch. You know windmills, Dutch people? <laughs> nice. Nice
1: one. Nice bridge. <laughs> um, um, And, I mean, it's a bit obvi- obvious and maybe cliche because I feel like, yes, I have had in my life, you know, not like on that scale, but I've had very – glamorous moments yeah and they all seem you know i just it's sort of a nightmare to me to think of me ending up like with just sort of just talking chatting to someone and just reminiscing by myself or to, to anyone who wants to hear it and lying about my age and trying to get something still just trying to get some confirmation and it's just oh it's just a a thing that i don't want to happen to myself um and of course this is you know uh, definitely more theatrical and and more um uh, you know very english you know this it's a lot of, it's very um
0: you said they're irish right
1: they are, are irish i think the, band's the character irish.
0: the character is very yeah irish.
1: yeah so it's 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 that you know upper class and I, i'm not yeah. upper class i don't i don't resonate that doesn't resonate with me but the well you're not of that certain age and i'm also not of a certain age but 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 i, I I do know the feeling of trying to, you know, how you can sort of distract yourself from shit, from pain, from whatever. By you know, and if you have money, if you have clothes, if you have smart, set, if you have people around you, you know, you have the, uh, yeah, you have all, all these external mm. elements that can mm. distract you from what what's really going on. And it seems and like you she. Have-
0: And if you have memories too, like escaping into your own nostalgia, into your own past.
1: Yeah, which is sort of fine to a certain extent because I've always done that. I'm very Mm -hmm. sentimental and I always think about, you know, how it used to be and I can really enjoy that. But here it sounds a bit like she's fucking clinging on to it like nothing else.
0: Yeah, it sounds like she didn't, she never really knew herself. Fully, you know, you had to marry someone very, very rich so that you might be kept in the style to which you had all. I love that way that yeah. the sentence continues over the, over the bar line. Um, you gave him children, a girl and a boy. There's a sense in which the attention was all on her. There's but no free will. Was. There's no free will. There's no agency. It's not really for her, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this band really loves words, you know, obscured, conspiratorial wink. That's so great. And I love mm-hmm. how... And of course, you pointed out to me that every chorus, she gets younger and younger in her own telling <laughs> to the nice young man.
1: Yeah. And also the, you know, the, the way he sings, no, you couldn't be, you know, the the the, the fake, um, yeah. yeah, the man trying to <laughs> to help which her out,
0: what, but which is what she's fishing for. That's yeah, what she wants to hear. Yeah,
1: and he yes, and he gives it to her, but it's so obvious that he's just. Delivering the line she wants to hear. And yeah, it's just so lonely. It's just so, yeah. so lonely.
0: Yeah, it is lonely.
1: Um and then, you know, it's that thing of it doesn't matter if you have fucking <laughs> millions if you end up in a you know, if you end up alone. And alone
0: and diluted, Mm-hmm. Un you know, disconnected from yourself and unable to grow old in a dignified way and and die. And you know what I'm saying? Like someone who who clings to their their youth beyond their youth is mm-hmm. not not fully you know what i'm saying like not fully living into their death
1: totally no it's 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 one big uh denial like it's just yeah. and especially when you're old so that's where you should probably <laughs> sort of have done a bit more in, you know introspective work i guess and and also the, the line with the he, the sun flies down once in a while leaves in a hurry i mean you know, it reminds me. It reminds me of a drawing I have here of my favorite Dutch cartoonist, and this is a picture of a of a little house, and it has the the, the front door and the back door open, and at the end of the th- through the house, you can see through the house, and behind the house is a door with a pillow stuck to it, and there's a guy catapulting himself with a with a, <laughs> with flowers through his mother's home. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. You know? Well, of I course just, that's
0: also that's also the punchline of Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, right?
1: Like Oh, remind me of that Cats in the Cradle. I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said I'd love to dad if I can find the time. You see my new job's a hassle and the kids with the flu. But it's your nice talking to you, Dad. It's mature nice talking to you. Wonder why you picked up on that. <laughs> That song. Boy, I picked up on that. Yeah, I wonder.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder. I
1: wonder.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, well, that'll be a whole other
1: whole episode. episode.
0: A- my, by the way, I, talk, I talked to Gabor last night, my dad, and he agreed to come on our stream. He'll be our first uh, oh, cool! Yeah, oh, cool. guest. We'll do trauma songs. <laughs> trauma songs. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in January. So stay um, tuned. That, that'll be a hoot and a half. Well, this is, uh, what a great song. I'm so glad you uh, introduced me to it.
1: Cool. It, and Thanks. It's, it's,
0: it's part of a whole genre of songs, actually. Like Metallica has a song called The Memory Remains, which uh, Marianne Faithful sang backups on about a fading Hollywood star who's like kind of losing. It's basically a Norma Desmond Sunset Boulevard kind of character,
1: you
0: know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other, other very sympathetic portraits of older. Women like um, Veronica by Elvis Costello.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Co-written,
0: yeah. co-written with you know who. You know who? No. And played bass on it. No. Paul McCartney. Really?
1: Really.
0: Also, well, okay, great. I le- I just learned something about you.
1: But what did you learn then exactly? That that this is my yeah, my nightmare. I'll tell you later. Okay.
0: I'll tell you Okay, text me. I'll text you. (laughs) All right. So my first song my first song is uh by an American band that I used to love, I still love, Faith No More. So most people think of no if they know who Faith No More is at all, they think of the song Epic, right? You want it all, but you can't have it. It's kind of a whiny, early, like, rap metal kind of hit from 1990. Mm -hmm. You don't know that song?
1: It doesn't ring a bell straight away. I mean, you'll also find out stuff about me that you're like, how did you not come across this song? Where the fuck were you? But anyway.
0: the Netherlands, although they are, they, they are very popular in Europe and all over the world, maybe even more than they are in the States. But anyway, so that's what they're best known for. But they're, to me, their they're they're, they're crowning achievement is an album called Angel Dust that came out in 1992 and one of my favorite albums. And this song is called Everything's Ruined. It's, I think they did a video for it, but it was not one of the big hits from the album. But I just love it so much. And I won't say anything about the lyrics. They're a little, they're a little obtu- um, what's the word, oblique. They're not exactly, they don't make themselves exactly clear, but hopefully when you read along, you'll get a sense of why I, uh, why this song captures something important about
1: me. Mm-hmm. First of all uh i've never heard this song in my life yeah. uh i was very um because i'm not a, a big rock fan per se yeah. Yeah. but i do because of the combination of the lyrics and his the way he the, the melody is sort of a bit unexpected and and oh, yeah. uh which really um intrigues me so yeah. even though it's not my genre per se i i am really into it but i can't put my finger yet on it what yeah, that's that's of course your story. Uh, yeah,
0: well so I mean I mean musically there's so you can hear the piano there, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His, it's very dramatic, it's very mm-hmm. cinematic. That's yeah. one thing. And his voice has this operatic quality, but he can also do the screaming, rapping thing, you know. Um but me- melodically it's very, very strange, you know.
1: Da, da, yeah, I like that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, yeah, that one. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway lyrically what is it about this so this this is about a family as far as i can tell this is about a family an intergenerational Mm -hmm. family dynamic and a kind of family trauma that's being passed down now this is nothing like my family in terms of the details um but the sense of parental expectation and family expectation and the sense of being a failure and the sense of um what I love about the lyric is it's if, – if you notice, there's so much financial, economic, mathematical. That's the, that's the core metaphor throughout it. Things worked out better than we had planned. Capital from boy, woman, and man. So a family, you know, did really well. Maybe they created a, an empire. A successful industry uh, is a whole family business, Right we mm-hmm. were like ink, we were like ink and paper numbers on a calculator knew where the arithmetic so well working overtime completed what was assigned we had to multiply ourselves so they're they they like they turn themselves into like financial instruments they mm-hmm. become so focused on survival and success that the way they describe themselves are in these cold numerical statistical um terms which itself is so sad and it's sung with such pride you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then they say a bouncing little baby so a baby comes along a shiny Mm -hmm. copper penny immediately they see the child as currency yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: you know so now how are they going to accrue the how are they going to increase the value of this that's the idea that's what this family is supposed to do Mm mm-hmm and he spent himself. Yeah,
1: that's a that's would a great not, one.
0: would not listen to us. But when he lost his appetite, he lost his weight in friends. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds like maybe a child prodigy who who decided that he actually didn't want to be in a part of this family business, didn't want to be famous, didn't want to capitalize on himself, right? Mm-hmm. The pressure was too much. And I can what I can relate to about that is, you know. We talk about trauma and different kinds of trauma. I've been coming to think that there's like something called creative trauma where like our creativity is connected to the deepest parts of ourselves. I'll just speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I was born with a musical ear, gifted at self-expression, you know, very bright. But when we, when we sense that our parents love us more or approve of us more, say, when we're showing our talents. Mm-hmm than when we're not, or they only like certain parts of our talent and other parts they're less comfortable with. And I think I had that sense when I was a kid. My parents didn't quite know what to do with the the, the fullness of me, which again, I'm, it's not any different for me than anyone else. This is what so many of us go through. And you don't have to be born into an abusive family for that to be the case. These are mm-hmm. the small t- traumas that yeah. my dad and I write about in our book. And my, my dad's been very transparent about this stuff publicly. Um... Well, then what happens? Then you start to have this complicated relationship with your creativity where it's like, I want to express myself, but when I do, now I'm bartering, it turns into a transaction. Now yeah. I'm bartering my truest self for love, for approval, for clicks, for likes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And then it becomes that dynamic when we're older and technology creates this incentive to keep bartering our quote unquote authenticity for attention and approval, yeah. which we didn't get in the first place. So I love that, that, that metaphor, the financial metaphor and this expectation that the child is going to perform inside of that. And he refuses somehow. And they're perplexed. Like they don't know what the fuck is going on. And then they say he became a fat nickel so fast. So he started out as a penny and now he becomes a fat nickel. Then came puberty exponentially. Soon, our boy became a million. So all of a sudden, now the son's found a way to, he's huge now. Maybe he's even bigger than the family was. Maybe they're jealous of him. Mm
1: -hmm. They can't Mm
0: -hmm. control him anymore, right? People loved him so and helped him to grow. Everyone knew the thing that was best. Of course, he must invest. Again, just really sticking with that metaphor. Mm -hmm. One penny won't do. No, a penny won't do. So what he started out with, His his original essence, it's not enough, right? But he made us proud. He made us rich. And how were we to know he's counterfeit? Now everything's ruined. And it's a very concise lyric, and it does not go out of its way to explain itself, but it says so much. Hmm. it It just hits me in the gut, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. and I just feel like it makes the most of that genre of the yelling and the singing it's pretty it's aggressive it's it's groovy yeah it makes
1: it makes a lot of sense together with the music and the, and the voice yeah yeah
0: there's something so poignant about the beautiful confusion of being in a family and the, mm-hmm. the genuine I actually don't think these parents are depicted as evil they really wanted what they thought was best for him but they were just trapped inside of their conditioning
1: mm-hmm
0: and their whole thing and what their parents put on them and that cycle of it and that feeling of looking at a child as a disappointment and maybe blaming oneself and feeling guilty about it i've seen that happen in my family now this is not an accurate picture of my parents now or ever really they're loving and accepting and you know we've done a lot of work on our relationship but for whatever reason when i first heard this song at 16 and ever since it hit me in the it hit me in the heart in a very very special way. So there's mm-hmm. something about the, the pain and beauty of this that I that I know intimately. And it's rare for me that I find a lyric that I can't quite understand why I love it so much because it's so poetic and oblique, like mm-hmm. it doesn't spell itself out, and yet it speaks right to me. But this this is an example.
1: Yeah, great. It's also it is as you say quite specific, and then but mysterious at the same time. Like there is yeah. something, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think their, their lyrics are underrated, especially yeah. on this album. I mean, they also have a song on the album about sadomasochism called Be Aggressive, like homoerotic <laughs> sadomasochism. It's this and the and the chorus is a bunch of kids cheerleading, be aggressive, be aggressive, <laughs> be But oh, It's funny. about but, but it's about blowjobs. I anyway they're, they're 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 sick and twisted but they're um, they're very smart anyway that's that's my that's my first song
1: great good good back um good input. thank you no pressure there now back to you um <sighs> they um
0: I don't want you to feel any pressure. Okay, no pressure at all. If you're feeling pressure, there's no pressure. So take all the pressure off because there's no pressure. You just have to pick the perfect song, because <laughs> you only get two more choices, and it have to be awesome. And these are what introduce you to people, and this is the only chance you're going to get. So no pressure. Just fucking get it right. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, well, there's one, but I thought I. The, the, Against the the lady of a certain age, that sort of fear and the loneliness. Um, there's another lyric, but that's uh, it, it's something's coming in, in, from, from uh, West Side Story. Yeah, great. Uh, but that's not like I, you know, I'm so into the lyrics. It's just that sort of the vibe of I am glass half empty, but I'm also very glass half full. Could be. something due any day I will know right away Soon as it shows
0: It'd make them cannonballing down through the sky Gleaming its eye bright as a rose Who
1: knows It's only just out of reach Down the block on a beach Under a tree I
0: got a feeling there's a miracle you gonna come true Coming to me
1: Coming last mm.
0: I never I, what I never noticed is that the last word of the song is tonight which of course
1: and oh, then the next know, song
0: becomes yeah. a song of its own right yeah so talk to me about this song and, and how it how it um, relates to, to you
1: well it's just that sort of I can get sort of you know it mostly is infused by music you know mostly when I'm on my bike I can get into that sort of you know that sort of bigger-than-life feeling of uh yeah really loving uh, the journey you know Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and the and um and the unexpected and being open to whatever it is like I I remember mostly on being on bikes where I had those feelings um listening to music
0: it does feel like a bike song actually
1: yeah it's sort of that sort of going that you know it's it, I, I, I mean there's I mean, i'm not the only one but listening to music in a car or on a train you know when you're when you're actually moving yeah that is just there's so, something about that that is so uh, pleasing um mm-hmm. and and i think I, I mean i don't know there's also something a bit um naive about it yeah and uh you know sort of childish and uh, almost um I don't know if it's necessarily good because, you know, it's that, you know, to dream about something, if you, if you, if you listen to like, you know, spiritual masters, even dreaming is not, you know, it's not great.
0: (laughs) Well, let me, let me read you what what Sondheim said about this song. He said, some of the images here may seem quote unquote poetic in the way I deplore because he's talked about how even his, his mentor, Oscar Hammerstein, he's not a big fan of Hammerstein's, lyrical approach which is full of poetic images and nature images he likes lyrics that are more the way people Mm -hmm. speak you know Mm -hmm. he says so some of the images here may seem poetic in the way i deplore but i would claim that they are the expressions of an inarticulate excited young man they are not measured they are not quote unquote written yeah that that speaks to what you're talking about
1: yeah it's that sort of innocent uh openness and, 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 and also, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Naive. I, I I would say like, not Mm -hmm. could be, who knows (laughs) this? Yeah. You never know. You never know. Just keeping the balls up there, you know?
0: (laughs) Possibility. It's such a great first line. Could be, who knows? Yeah. You know what? Sondheim, I think almost this entire, I think the entire score was written music first. That's what's very mm-hmm. impressive about it, meaning that Bernstein wrote the melody. Wow. Well. da 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 dun, da da, dun, da, dun, da, dun, da with a very strange time signature. And then Sondheim has to pick the exact words and syllables to fit that. Mm. And mostly he does a great job. There's one line that he hated, which I, I can understand. He doesn't hate it, but you know, he, he saw it as a, a youthful uh, mis, misstep. Which is with a click with a shock, phonal jingle, doral knock. And mm-hmm. what he what he says is wrong with that is you can't read the lyrics when you're in musical the- when you're in a, in a theater listening to music. You only get to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's not phone will jingle, door will knock, he wouldn't say that. He says, "phonal jingle, doral knock with the apostrophe.: Yeah the- But it sounds the way it's said to music. And it doesn't say the phonal jingle, the doral knock. So it sounds like there's some adjective called phonal and mm. it's a phonal it's a jingle. what kind of jingle a phonal jingle. what kind of knock? a doral knock
1: <laughs> that, it, it, it,
0: that it's that it actually doesn't it it's not it's not clear and pristine and precise the way he mm-hmm. wants his
1: lyrics to be no, called, but this is also. It's great yeah. as a lyricist, because you know how much detail and how much he thinks oh, about yeah. this. But of course, how many people in the audience have been thinking about this? I don't think oh, many. No, no, one. I mean, I, no I do
0: because I'm a lyricist, you know. Yeah. But I respect that level of, um, of yeah. detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, what I, the, the parts that I love is it may come cannonballing down through the sky. You know, mm-hmm. I got a feeling there's a miracle too it may come cannonball. It really, it flows well. Yeah. um, Even though it's so many syllables. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, there was another place where, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, again, this is the mark of a great lyricist. Other people, again, if you give them Bernstein's melody, they'll just pick some words, but he says, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is going to be great. Mm
1: Mm-hmm you that mm-hmm. little
0: internal rhyme yeah. what it is but it is going to be great. Yeah. Again, the audience might not notice that, but it does something to the body. Those kinds of internal rhyme details, I'm convinced, do something to the because it pulls you in closer, it makes you want to listen closely, mm-hmm. it rewards your attention closely, and it captures the excitement and the in the momentness of that character. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. And also there's also something, you know, a bit after a while, it becomes also um, impatient. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, come on, deliver to me. You know, like, come on, I, I need it, I need it, I need it. is so, such a need.
0: That's so great. Deliver to me as a rhyme for whist- around the corner or whistling down the river. Come on, deliver to me. That's yeah. right, he's impatient. You know, you could almost, like if they made a musical of Goodfellas, like.
1: See, this is a film I've never seen. I, I, it's, I'm not it's, proud of this. Sure. I know.
0: But you can imagine a, a kid from the streets singing, something's going to come to me. And then an, he ends up with the mob, you know, like meet a guy, pull up a chair, the air is humming, you know, <laughs> but it's a, but it's a song anticipating. He doesn't know what the thing is, he doesn't know what it is, but it is going to be great. It could be anything. It just turns mm-hmm. out to be Maria. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 it's cute. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it refers, I guess, to a certain part of me, a, a, a naive, impatient, but uh, lyrical, like, um, happy part of me, in a way, as well, like in a, a, a childish part, maybe.
0: Well, that's great. It's great that that part is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I'm not going to believe you when you act just like a melancholy European. No, you're actually an excitable, you're excitable New York kid too. You're, <laughs> you're full of, you got, you got possibility and exuberance in you.
1: Yeah, I do. All
0: right, so my song number two is by Joni Mitchell, um, and it's yeah, I, I think so. You can never go wrong with Joni. No. Um, we mentioned River earlier. That's from Blue 1972, I think. This is from Hijira 1976. And the change in her sound uh, between then and this album, between Blue and Hijira, is incredible. Because by this point, she was playing with jazz musicians exclusively. Uh, Jaco Pastorius on bass and Larry Carlton on guitar. And just a very different vibe. And she had been through... I think a lot more life experiences. So while Blue has road trips on it too, like in, you know, the song Carrie and yeah. is in from Africa and um and you know, California. Obviously she's in Paris, France, missing her, her home in California. This one is like road trips across America, the entire album. And I listened to this album a lot on many road trips I had in the past five years and not only that but these road trips were taken in the aftermath of a, a breakup for her and the name Hijira comes from the Arabic for pilgrimage or pilgrim and the way she translated it was running away with no shame um, the idea of a breakup where two people just realize there's no one no one's right no one's wrong but you just need to leave and Mm -hmm. go off on your own. And so the whole album is her having adventures, meeting people, thinking about things, missing someone, but not really, not really believing in trying to get back together at all. And ultimately the last song is called refuge of the roads where it's just her on the road, you know, finding herself out there or finding nothing. And I would listen to this album constantly in the car when I was driving across Utah or Colorado or Nebraska or wherever. And this was in the aftermath of my divorce in, uh, at the time, my separation, but my eventual divorce, um, about five years ago. So the album means a lot to me and this song means a lot to me. And it, it, uh, it expresses my love of the road, my love of road trips. As we record this, I'm about to fly to Europe and do a month-long solo road trip through like Serbia and Hungary and Austria and Italy and a bunch of places I've never been. I, I couldn't be more excited. Cool. But also the nostalgia or the the state of looking back on our failed relationship and looking ahead to the next possible one, but not being able to see when or how that's going to happen.
1: Mm
0: and just being by yourself and what that brings up. So it's a it's an important song for me, so I'll play it for
1: yeah. you now. I'm porous with travel fever, but you know I'm so glad to be on my own. Still somehow this slightest touch of a stranger can set up trembling in my bones. Show me everything We all come and go, I know It's so deep and superficial Between the forceps and the stone yeah, I'm already crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like... jesus what a rich song is this yeah holy shit i mean i've never i've heard the song but you know i have to sorry i'm taking over because this is your song no
0: please do i want to hear you i want to hear your spontaneous reaction
1: because i you know i was such a for me blue I've I've not really evolved from that. Like I that was, has been my bible for so long. So I it's a bit like, you know, watching The Office, the the UK version, and then I never wanted to see the US version because I was so wow. There's loyal. Justifi-
0: There's justification for that choice.
1: <laughs> but I was just, um, yeah, I just felt like I was always so loyal. I didn't sort of I didn't evolve basically. Let's put it that way. So I I knew of it, but I I I didn't go didn't dive into it. And I'm <laughs> now I'm like, holy shit, what did I miss?
0: So the song is, it's like a, uh, well, it's a travel diary, really. It's like a treat, mm-hmm. but it's also a treatise on so many things like a treatise. Cause she's talking about existence, you know, but we'll, we'll get into that. So mm-hmm. it starts, it yeah. starts with just a simple, like time and place slice of life. I'm traveling in some vehicle. I'm sitting in some cafe. Okay. That's very mundane.
1: Yeah. But it's also, it,
0: and very oh, general.
1: It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, it's not important. <laughs> For
0: that's right a defector from the petty wars that shell shocked love away oh my god <gasps> to be a defector from 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 romantic conflict
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means you're doing it on purpose you don't defect by accident you defect <laughs> when you need to get the fuck out of your home country and get, go somewhere safer yeah yeah and i and I again, I so relate to this. I think anyone who's ever had and lost love can relate to this. There's yes. comfort and melancholy where there's no need to explain it's just as natural as the weather in this moody sky today. I had this feeling so many times when I was on the road when a landscape or a vista or even just the weather would suddenly match how I was feeling would I would harmonize with mm-hmm. with the surroundings, and I would feel. Something relax in me because I mean, I'd feel held by by an environment that included yeah. me that
1: yeah home yeah. for me, you it know. In water. Yeah.
0: In our and then she so she's she's in this melancholy mood and moody sky, whatever. And immediately she switches to this statement: "In our possessive coupling, so much could not be expressed." So the memories are also right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like they haven't gone anywhere. She's just driving with them, you know, or she's sitting in the cafe. So now. And to talk about possessive coupling, this woman understands the dynamics of attachment and relationship <laughs> yeah. neurosis better than anyone.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that, so was, that was pretty clear from Blue that that was going to happen to her. <laughs>
0: absolutely. No, 100%. No, she's very insightful about relationships.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, a, a victim to that, like a perfect yeah. victim to that. Like she walks That's- straight into it.
0: You're absolutely right. I want to renew you. I want to shampoo you.
1: Yeah, I want to. Uh, sh- I want to talk wanna to you. I want to better.
0: I want to write you a love letter. I want to make you feel, feel, feel better.
1: I mean, yeah, I want to make you. Feel, I want to make you feel free. I mean, that's the, one of the be- most beautiful lines. Anyway,
0: but here mm-hmm. she is on her own. She's defected from all of that. So now I am returning to myself. These things that you and I suppressed. What I love about that line is halfway through, it could just sound like a complete statement. So now I am returning to myself. Yeah, You know, like I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. But but then returning turns into a transitive verb. I'm returning these things to myself that you and I suppressed. I'm gifting myself all these parts of myself that you and I both together had to keep away. And isn't that just like relationships? And when I was doing these road trips and realizing how many parts of myself and I didn't know. I didn't know when I was married in this marriage that was really not built to last and that was really done for motives that I hadn't really seen, how much I had had to stuff away. And now it was starting to surface. And that was partly exciting and partly very sad. And then I love that I see something of myself in everyone just at this moment in the world of the world. That when you're out there, there's, there's also a sense you're all alone, but you feel connected to everything too, but you can't quite... But if you step into any scene, then the connection will be lost. You have to sort of stay outside of it, and you're observing it. I mean, and it just continues. I love that. Oh, it's completely, this song is a spiritual treatise. That's what I meant. Uh, You know, it never has been easy whether you do or you do not resign, whether you travel the breadth of extremities or stick to some straighter line. Yeah. doesn't matter how you live. It's not going to be easy. You could be yeah. a risk taker. You could be a homebody. You're mm-hmm. still going to have to deal with your shit, with your karma, yeah. right? Yeah. And the breadth of extremities. I just, I can't, I can't get enough of that line. And then this scene of a man and a woman sitting on a rock and listening to Benny Goodman. And that's when the, that like, can hear him? the clarinet yeah. comes in or, or maybe it's a soprano sax. I think it's a clarinet. I
1: think it's be, yeah
0: yeah so she you know in her later years she collaborated with wayne shorter uh herbie hancock Mm -hmm. um as well as everybody from fucking billy idol to peter gabriel to seal to shaka khan uh but
1: uh yeah yeah,
0: michael mcdonald and her did a song together Uh, i'm gonna oh yeah i'm gonna make you a Joni mitchell playlist Carice.
1: Michael McDonald?
0: Yeah, on her 1982 album, Wild Things Run. Oh,
1: I really need to hear that. Anyway, yep.
0: go on. I'm porous with travel fever, but, you know, I'm so glad to be on my own. Oh, you know that mm. feeling after driving all day, or in your, maybe in your case, like flying all over the place? And you're porous, like, you, 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 you're like an open window. like you. Yeah but you're so glad to be on still somehow the slightest touch of a stranger can set up trembling in my bones. And this is where the song starts to introduce a tension between the, um, the relief she's feeling to be on her own
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the love she's having, of, but also the temptation of always going back. Yeah. And that's how the song she, cause she knows she can't keep this up forever She can't, she's an addict. She's a dry drunk right now. She's not, (laughs) she hasn't kicked the habit fully. She's not sober. Mm -hmm. And I love that sense of how long will this last? I know no one, I know. And then here she lectures herself. She's like, I know. No one's going to show me everything. And she does this again later too with the I know. We all come and go unknown, each so deep and superficial between the forceps on the stone and the stone. I want that on my gravestone. Mm -hmm. also because I was a forceps baby. They used forceps to pull me out because I had the cord wrapped around my neck. I was transverse. I was facing the wrong way. So they had to use these metal tongs to actually pull me out. So it was a very harsh entry into the world.
1: Yeah.
0: But what a beautiful way to say from womb to tomb or from life and death, you know, from birth to death. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: then she gets even more self-aware. Like she's constantly looking at herself and seeing herself from a different angle while i looked at the granite markers those tributes to finality to eternity gravestones right so now she's at a cemetery Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. and then i looked at myself here chicken scratching from my immortality you know what chicken scratching means no writing she's scribbling her lyrics
1: right okay i didn't know that yeah
0: yeah I mean, it could also be, you know, literally digging in the in, in the soil. But I think she's looking at herself, sitting here, taking notes, yeah. writing lyrics. And she's writing, what for my immortality? Yeah. I want to put out a great album, a great song. Acknowledging her own ego and seeing yeah. it from the yeah. outside. Amazing. And, not, amazing. and not judging it, but commenting on it, you know? Uh, in the church-
1: the, yeah, the, 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 the two extremes are always around. Like she can see both. I mean, both sides now is obviously her...
0: it's her it's her way of life it's her and she wrote that when she was 25 or or younger you know that's i did a whole episode about that one too but now she's living it and she's finding out all the different sides yeah this is the hope and the hopelessness i've witnessed 30 years uh we're only particles of change i know i know (laughs) why does she say i know i know because she's so aware that her self-awareness doesn't Mm -hmm. win the day we're only she, particles I mean,
1: the are too intelligent for the matter. Like she, she, it, it, that fucks her up. She, she understands. She, she knows exactly. She can't be naive anymore.
0: She can't be naive anymore. We're only particles of change. I know. I know orbiting around the sun, but how can I have that point of view when I'm always bound and tied to someone? How can I be in touch with the ephemeral nature of life with the, with everything coming and going with orbit When I'm completely trying to anchor myself to another person, to a man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: I can so relate to that. You know, I'm single right now and I've been meeting a lot of people recently and there's a part of me that is just looking for the next thing
1: Mm.
0: constantly, but I know where that leads and I know that if I, if I know that if I give into that in that way, I'm not going to be celibate or single for the rest of my life, but I'm trying to heal something at the moment that has really gotten me into some trouble either getting my heart broken or treating other people in ways that that really hurt them I know that if I just launch into it from that place right now it's gonna be the same thing over same and over again.
1: yeah that's the, that's the thing as well like it, how much of healing do you do, do you do by yourself and how much of the healing is triggered by someone else because of course you, you yeah. You could be helped in a relationship, of course. Sure you um, could,
0: of course, you could. But,
1: but I, I, think you, you're very aware of how big or how how deep that, I guess, wound is. Yeah. Yourself that, uh, that it needs to be healed before you can. Yeah, you'll you'll it get. Ne- I it it
0: I think it needs to be revealed and and, yeah. and fully owned before yeah. I can go in with eyes open with a new yeah. intention and then I can choose someone who's also up for that because they'll yeah, be yeah. carrying their own stuff as opposed yeah. to doing what I've always done is being like yeah 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 I know I have attachment wounds now who's going to make me feel the best the quickest
1: mm. yeah
0: so you know it's like an addict who knows that they should yeah. quit that's not good for them but that doesn't stop them from doing it you actually have to fully step back get sober and and make new choices And here she is realizing this, and she's not sure which way she's going to go, which is very honest. There's no moral to the story. Mm. And then this beautiful image of white flags of winter chimneys, you know, the smoke coming up, wave truce against the moon in the mirrors of a modern bank from the window of a hotel room. I think I only recently realized what she's doing. She's looking out the window of a hotel room at across the street at the reflective windows of a bank and Mm -hmm. those windows are reflecting chimney smoke from her side of the street Mm -hmm. so she's looking at this beautiful image indirectly
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: and that's how she ends that verse and then she ends the song the way she started it I'm traveling in some vehicle I'm sitting in some cafe a defector from the petty wars until love sucks me back that way so she knows yeah She knows what, what's that? She's fucked. (laughs) No, but I mean. But she's woke. She's woke to it in
1: that sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that can also be a very painful process when you are woke, but you're still uh, pulled back.
0: And we're using woke in the original sense of the word. Yeah, no, no. Aware, you know. Aware, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it sucks, but at least there's a kind of ownership of it, you know yeah, yeah, and, it yeah, means yeah. and it means you're really gonna make the most of it right now, because for whatever reason she has the fortitude right now not to something else is pulling her the the road is pulling her the the solitude the le- the learning on her own, yeah, so anyway, it's musically perfect, it's lyrically sublime, and um it's a song that uh means a lot to me
1: yeah i can I understand that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah.
0: Back to you for your final choice.
1: Well, funny enough, I had for the roses, but I I don't know, um
0: Oh, let's we can do that.
1: It's it's just more, you know, it's t- t- talks about fame basically. Okay.
0: Well, no, then we got to do
1: it. And you know, be some to- famous. I thought, because you
0: Cuz know, you're fucking
1: one in one. <laughs> Remember the days when you used to sit and Make up your tunes for love And for oh, your simple sorrow To the sound All oh, and you need And now you're seen on giant screens And at parties for the press And for people who have slices Of you from the company They toss around your latest golden age Speculation, well who's to know If the next one in the next Yep. Another one.
0: <laughs> Another one.
1: Amazing. I mean, truly. Oh, and and then you know it's not just the lyrics and the voice and the and the music. I mean, I heard it in the wind last night. It sounded like applause. I mean, that 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 to begin with. Um
0: in considering where she ends the song yeah the wind sounds like applause the moon shining down into water looks like an empty spotlight
1: yeah
0: yeah what what a story did those two metaphors tell
1: I I know. yeah um
0: do you think it's about herself or about i mean or about james taylor
1: I think it's probably about James Taylor. Yeah. Um, And I mean, she, of course, she recognizes that as well. The he asks some guy to circulate his soul around. I love that. Like
0: Like, like a record company executive. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Circulate your soul around. I mean. Yeah, that's basically what they do. They just fucking throw out, you know, your guts. And uh, then
0: these lyrics: "On your mark, red ribbon runner. The caressing rev of motors, finely tuned like fancy women in thirties evening, evening gowns." You almost don't hear the like the strikingness of those lyrics because she's singing them in this soft, pretty voice. But it's a very aggressive command, you know. On your mark, red ribbon, like like describing the rat race of it all, you know. Or the, yeah. The drag race of it all.
1: Yeah, and also when she says, um, I, "I really love that." Also, the the, the in the mute in the beginning, she says, "Girls uh, from girls who just have to tell me." She she, she puts the, the have she puts so much emphasis on because you can hear these girls. Says, but I have to tell you, I saw like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I have to tell you. Like I that the, the way she says that, she uses that. You know, obviously, there's a heartbreak there. There's this. She hasn't seen him in how many dim years?
0: Seems like many dim years ago. Yeah.
1: And this, and then you know, uh, your name's in the news. Everything's first class. The lights go I down. Love that. That's you always been my
0: favorite line, especially the way it's sung. Your name's in the news. Everything's
1: first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then down. getting them to feel like that. To 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 the. <laughs> the the others the other you know lower kinds just the audience trying to make and them the, feel like like that that everything's you know
0: the the anonymous crowd in the darkness that you can't even see it's your job to make them feel
1: the way they like, came to feel yeah but also to get them to feel like that i mean that's what i read into that like to to uh, that feel that's important a, feel important feel seen feel um,
0: right, the, you're, you're 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 gracing them with your yeah, uh, you're seeing them
1: yeah,
0: yeah, or um, your music was, makes
1: them yeah. You used to sit and make up your tunes for love, pour your simple sorrow to the sound hole and your knee. It's like it sort of brings it so it brings it back to the the yeah the 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 truth the where it all started the small. Uh, You pour your simple sorrow
0: to the sound hole of the guitar, right? Yeah. My God. God.
1: I don't know what sound hole, what other holes (laughs) make that that kind of sound. But anyway. Open uh, up
0: the sound hole.
1: (laughs) Terrible. Um, uh, And now you're seen on giant screens at the parties. You're seen
0: on giant screens and at parties for the press. These internal rhymes and and um alliterations are not by accident
1: no parties for
0: the press and for people who have slices of you that pressure that comes from hearing the same sound over again mm-hmm. and it's not just choice of images it's choice of sounds
1: yeah for and
0: people for people have who
1: slices have slices of you.
0: of you from the company
1: oh yeah my God. you toss around a latest golden egg speculation well who's to know if the next one in the nest will glitter for them to- uh, it's just, it just makes me sick. It just, it's uh, it's so sickening. This, this, and and of and of course, it is always hard to, as a actor, whatever, uh, um, artist, or anyone who has had some kind of fame, to to complain about it because that's always a bit tricky. You know, it's always difficult to watch bands that are, you know. That are falling apart because you're like, who am I? You know, who cares? You're you're the
0: you're the. Uh. Yeah, well, it, but it's a fine line between complaining and telling the truth about it.
1: But I have also noticed for myself, and I, I guess that's how I sort of relate. And on a micro level, um, when I was very young, you know, I I um, yeah, and this everything I say about it sounds. Um, I, I always tricky for me to talk about it because yeah talking about prizes and awards how they don't really yeah has this have meant they have meaning for me and they have you know it's a confirmation of the job that I did at that time, point in time yeah. but from, from because I I got them quite young I remember I so vividly remember that moment where I saw that statue. It's a golden calf. We had like, it's a beautiful, actually, a beautiful bronze, whatever uh, thing. And it was on my, um, it, I was actually sick when I got it. So I was all sort of in a blur and I thought they gave it to the wrong person. So I was confused about that I was having it at all. And then I brought it home and I put it on the, on the, um, where you put those things above a chimney. <laughs> and, um, and remember waking up and really I was so disillusioned that I was like, Oh, but so my not, life is just exactly the same. Like yeah. it didn't solve anything. Yeah. And that was such an early realization for me. And it's hard to say that to other people who are, you know, trying to win an Oscar, trying to win because it, it is of course an, a, a motivation for a lot of people to get something to, you know, and because I've, from a, yeah, an early age on, I've always known like that. It's not, I can't eat it. It's not, it's not no. actually fulfilling me.
0: I mean, I have a, a very good friend of mine who won a Pulitzer prize and a Tony for a musical of his that's on Broadway right now. Uh, Michael R. Jackson, I've had him on my show before. I'd love to have him on our show. He's a huge Liz fair fan, enormous Joni Mitchell fan. He's a Joni Mitchell connoisseur. Anyway, he said to me a few months ago, he said, when it happens for you, it'll never be like you think it is just know that hmm. don't stop pursuing whatever you're pursuing but just know that it's not going to fulfill whatever emptiness you think it's going to fulfill and it may bring up new ones
1: yeah anyway also another another award thing i was nominated for a or i got a prize in fact the, uh, a theater prize and i called my mom to tell her that i won And I cried and not from laugh, from joy, but because I felt like I, I've stepped, I I overstepped. Like I, wow. I I, I was past my mom now or something like that. You know, all these weird, I felt sorry for my mom. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Huh. Yeah. Which might, you know, I don't think my mom really, (laughs) she didn't. Th- um, give up that vibe at all like that she was in any way I think she was very proud but it was very interesting that I was just sad and very uncomfortable anyway so that's why I, I picked those songs because that they yeah they they do something to me oh yeah um, and of course yes you know this is this is next level you know this is this is next level but it's just, on micro level it's the same thing oh my god and then, yeah, and then she says. Uh, well,
0: first of all, first of all, just I just have to point out, you started talking about it seems churlish, it seems, you know, silly to complain. Well, what's her very next line yeah. right after you were talking? I, about guess, that? I guess I seem ungrateful with my teeth sunk in the hand, sunk in the hand of the that brings me things. I really can't give up just yet. Yeah. What a complicated thought. Mm-hmm. Here, my teeth are sunk in the hand that brings me things I really can't give up just yet. She's told – again, she's calling herself on it. She knows she's a hypocrite.
1: She's so self-aware. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now now I sit up here, the critic.
0: <laughs> and they introduce some band, but they seem so much confetti looking at them on my TV set. I wonder who she meant, Led Zeppelin? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I I'm really not Led Zeppelin. There's a few things that you're gonna know of me but along the way and you're like, What? You're gonna be surprised by a few things, but it doesn't matter. Um I like I
0: like Led Zeppelin for the record.
1: Uh, I, I I can say Led Zeppelin. I honestly don't know what they look like. I cannot immediately pick up the song. Is that Led Zeppelin? What is it again? A famous song?
0: Stairway to Heaven.
1: Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> they said looking at my Oh the power and the glory. Just when just when you're getting a taste for worship, they start bringing out the hammers and the boards and the nails. Fuck yeah. Oh, when you're getting a taste for worship. It's so unfair. It would happen to anyone. Like, no one is immune to that. Nobody. No one is immune to that. And it's so, and then they start bringing out the hammers and the boards and the nails. And she goes on. <laughs> the there hammers
0: and the boards We're just and gonna nails.
1: finish this thing. It's gonna, ha- it's ending. It's the end of it.
0: <laughs> well she's talking about a crucifix, right?
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. it's a nice way of describing cancel culture.
1: Yeah, exactly. True. Good point. Oh.
0: The 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 emotional dynamics underneath cancel culture it's mm-hmm. like we we have you've been held up for too long now it's time to tear you yeah. down and we yeah. and we love to do both we love to lift you up and we love yeah. to tear you down and it's all the same to us and you're just you don't really exist as a person yeah
1: um
0: and then she and then just like uh just like with Hijira these are two very interesting uh, it's an interesting paired example because she ends the song by re- recapitulating the opening lines mm mm-hmm. I heard it in the wind last night. It sounded like applause. Chilly now, end of summer. No more shiny hot nights. It was just the Arbutus rustling. You know, you know what the Arbutus is? No. Let me show you something. Look at that.
1: Yeah, amazing. Wow.
0: So these they have this red, this beautiful red bark, and if you peel it away, first of all, there's like rough brown bark, and then underneath that there's this smooth, 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 cool red bark, and then underneath that there's a, a beautiful green. Anyway. This, she has a place on the Sunshine Coast near Vancouver, and uh, that's where she retreated after Blue, after the success of Blue. She went there, and
1: mm-hmm. then
0: she has the line about the moon, you know, shining down like an empty spotlight, and absolutely, absolutely perfect.
1: Of a song. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to come to to topple that <laughs> after our first episode. But anyway, that means I mean, there's more out there, people. There's more out there.
0: Absolutely, and, and there's, there's great things to discover in the sublime and the mundane. But, I mean, I, we'll, we'll be good. There's an endless supply of, of, of conversation-worthy lyrics. So I get one more, right? You, you do. All right, so I'm going to do something very narcissistic here. <laughs> With no shame, I'm going to pick one of my own songs. Go for it. All right, this is a song I wrote uh, in grad school
1: the then? so you what what
0: age I was at I was at New York University in the MFA program in musical theater writing and I was about 30 between 30 and 32 Okay And this the assignment of this song was uh to write a song about writing a song <laughs> And I think you'll I think you'll see why I'm uh, why I'm sharing this as as the final one well girl I can see your library is extensive from ABBA to Zappa from Bach to Wu-Tang Clan you got music for making love and for being pensive you got Stevie Wonder Steve Miller and Steely Dan Now I'm not trying to suggest there's something lacking And your available space is probably wearing thin But maybe if I wrote a song And sang it out nice and strong You might slip me right into the mix And I'd fit right in
1: Cool That is a pretty perfect song
0: Thank you pretty happy
1: with it. Yeah.
0: So that song, uh watching it now I get I get a new um I actually have a new uh feeling about it. Especially the end. Which is what? Well so I bought it it's a cute song, right? And it's me it's trying to be cute. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning. He's it's a it's a come on song. It's a it's a you're trying to impress somebody Mm -hmm. and um you know, well, girl, I can see your library is extensive, from Abba to Zappa, from Bach to Wu Tang Clan. So it's like, how do I impress you, given how much, mm-hmm. how how you already have so much music? You know, you got music from Making Love and for Being Pensive. You got Stephen. You know, I had all these different Steves. In, in later performances, I would extend the last verse. All the Steves. I, I, you know, I'm no Stephen Tyler or Stephen Schwartz. Or Steve Earle, <laughs> or
1: uh, st- um,
0: Stephen uh, Sondheim. Yeah, uh,
1: I was thinking of another one.
0: Steve Perry from Journey. No. Ah, anyway. Yeah, or Stevie Nicks, and that's always the punchline because mm-hmm. she's the only she's the only woman Stevie. <laughs> but and it's this, it's this cute tongue-in-cheek joke. Like maybe if I wrote a song, well, it's it's meta, right? Like I am. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a song. But at the end, you know, if I maybe if I wrote that song, just one perfect song, and the idea that I have to get it perfect for you to love me,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that I have to be absolutely perfect. I have to be all these people. I have to. I have to be more than talented. I have to. I have to read your mind, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that relates to that creative wound that we were talking that I was talking about earlier. Of course i love that song i'm proud of it it's 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 crystal clear the, the lyric is tight it's very catchy and i have something to say about the melody in a second
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there is that that i just feel the ache in it the ache of like what do i have to do mm-hmm. to be lovable to be worthy to be yeah.
1: well, you, know, and, yeah. you, you you as a singer thinks that he needs to do something I mean, the fact, yes. that, the fact alone that he thinks he needs to do something.
0: That's right. You'd slip me right into the mix and I'd fit right in. And that's yeah. what he wants. He just wants to fit right in. Now, so hopefully you can see why I shared that song. as Because as, it, it...
1: No, of course. It, is the, it, it, it is sums the, me
0: up in a big way.
1: Yeah, it's it is, do I fit in? Can I fit in somewhere? Do I fit in? Am I good enough?
0: It's, exactly. So but, also, but also look at how diverse I am. Look at how adaptable I, just, I am. I yeah, like yeah. I, I like Bach, Wu Tang Clan, Steely Dan, Beethoven, uh, speed metal, jazz. Yeah,
1: I'll
0: I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it's and it's delivered in a kind of, um, with a bit of a wink, you know, which yeah. is also a big part of my personality. The sort of ironic, yeah, like I know I'm being i know i'm yeah. being corny it's a, safe,
1: it's a safe way of go of course this to really be completely vulnerable and say to please let me let me
0: you're, ab- you're absolutely right you're but absolutely I,
1: right. I, I i get it i i uh i relate to that
0: yeah people seem to relate to this. i mean it, it's a it's a good song
1: it is a good song yeah yeah yeah. It is a good song, and it really okay. fits fits in well with 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 our theme today. Like it I,
0: fit, I fit right in, and we slipped it right into the mix. I fit yeah. right in. It is a perfect song. So where, so where is very, my, why isn't my why isn't my life changing?
1: It yeah. is. This it your is. life is going to change.
0: Of course it is, because we have a new podcast called
1: <laughs> Let's Get,
0: and uh, we're coming to the end of this very first episode. It's probably never going to be this long again. Um, but we wanted to start things off with a bang off, and, you know, uh, a, a series will start with a double episode, right, or, or end with one, so uh, that's what we're doing here. Do you like the the graphic I came up with, with you and me and the Olivia, Olivia newton john tracksuits?
1: Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Funny that's because Let's Get Lyrical, it also, there's, there was two things, Let's Get Lyrical and Let's Get Lost. I thought of Let's Get Lost as well. So it also, is it's Chet Baker as well in there.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. There was a film called "Let's Get Lost," right? About
1: as well, I yeah. think. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, we have a we have a list of topics we want to cover. We won't spoil them, but we'll be coming back at you soon with episode two. Uh, we're going to try and release this weekly. Keep it on a weekly schedule. Um, that's it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you guys for listening so much. Thank you, Carice, for doing this with me. Yeah,
1: thank I- you. It's so much fun. It's it's a, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Music, in a way. It-
0: I think it is. No. I think it is. And, uh, and also, when we go back and hear – no, the next time I hear that uh, Divine Comedy song or Hear for the Roses or
1: oh, – Or next you know, time when I hear Justin Bieber.
0: Right. <laughs> we'll have a brand new experience of it because yeah. we just got lyrical. And thank you, everyone, for getting lyrical with us. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: bye Bye-bye.
0: Oh, hey, everybody. Daniel here, back at you, as promised, to tell you all about this whole Patreon deal, which is the way that you can support this podcast uh, financially and get some really amazing, disproportionately awesome perks for yourself. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a crowdfunding website for online content creators like us, and it's a way of helping this podcast stay afloat so that we don't have to resort to things like advertisements, which we would never do anyway, I think, but you know, we very much want this to be a self sustaining, a self floating boat. Um, neither of us are trying to make any sort of major income off of this. We both have a lot of other things going on. I lead workshops. Uh, I do what I call mental chiropractic, which you can find out about in the link uh, in the show notes. Um, and I write books and I write musicals. Carice is an actor, a very busy one. Uh, a producer, and a mom, among other things. So this is something we're doing for the love of it. We love hanging out, talking about song lyrics. Uh, We love sharing our enthusiasm with you. And we just want the show to earn its keep and to keep itself going. And it would be awesome, really, if we could hire a producer, maybe a graphic designer. I'm pretty happy with the graphic design I came up with in like five minutes, the Olivia newton john um, poster of the two of us. But I think we could make it look better and then we could do merch and offer that as a perk. Uh, but definitely a producer would save me a lot of time and headache because putting these things together, editing them, You know, it's an acquired skill that I have, but it's not really my my main forte. So all of that to say, there's something in it for us, but there better be something in it for you too. And here's what all of those somethings are. And by the way, you can read all about these perks if you want to skip this long PSA. Just head to patreon.com slash let's get lyrical. Okay, so for five bucks a month, you get a bonus version of each episode. It's the same episode, but more, better, Longer. Uh, Super cool. Now, in the case of this first episode, we're talking an extra 20 minutes of footage, uh, at least, not including the length of this little Patreon interlude that I'm adding uh, into this version. Uh, And, you know, that means... Uh, Even more uh, deep analysis, a bunch of extra song references. In the case of this episode, we ended up talking about Metallica, Pearl Jam, Ani DeFranco, System of a Down, uh, who knows what else I forget, you know, deeper analysis and, you know, some of our very best free associative tangents on random topics. And irrepressibly charming banter, of course, which is one reason to stick around. Uh, and after this little uh, announcement, I'll play you a short clip of us making brutal fun of a very nice song that never did anything to hurt anyone, Bette Midler's The Rose. And that comes from the uh, the bonus content uh, that is not in this main version, but will be in the bonus version, which we're calling the Let's Get Super Lyrical uh, podcast tier uh you could be our super lyrical crew I'm super lyrical with brain booster chemicals and- you'll also get full video versions of every episode which we will post to a private link on our youtube channel and that means the big plus with a podcast like this is that you get to read the lyrics right there on the screen in front of you we're not always going to read out every single lyrics or maybe we mumble them sometimes lyrics can be hard to hear if you're just listening but if you Watch along on YouTube. You'll have the lyrics right there on screen uh, with you, which is a plus. Of course, anyone can just Google song lyrics, of course, but this makes it a lot easier for you. Uh, but also, you just get to watch us in action. And you know, doctors do recommend that you you behold something truly beautiful at least once a week for your well-being. And we are two truly beautiful beings, so you can consider it self-care. Now, you know, I'm joking, but I'm also not because Carice, in aside from being a gorgeous, glamorous human being. She also has the coolest wallpaper and other backgrounds in her house where she films. Like in this first episode, she filmed in front of this incredible citrus pattern of wallpaper. And if you follow her Instagram, you see she's got all kinds of really cool rooms. So I think it's quite aesthetically pleasing. Whereas me, you know, I'm in my Brooklyn apartment with a nice brick wall behind me or wherever I happen to be. But still maybe watching us is your idea of a good time. Uh, Now we will be putting out shorter clips On our public YouTube channel to the non-subscribing public from each episode, but only our patrons get to watch the whole thing uh, start to finish. So that is pretty special. Now, speaking of video, there are two live stream related perks. So first, we're going to try to do a monthly live stream for the public where we bring in a special guest to talk about songs around a certain theme, and it's going to be awesome. So for instance, the very first one we're going to do, we're planning to do sometime in January, is with my father, Gabor Mate trauma expert my co-author on well I'm his co-author on The Myth of Normal uh and uh, a guy who knows a lot about all kinds of uh you know serious topics but he also loves music and we're going to play a bunch of songs for him about trauma his main uh, that's his main beat uh as a therapist and uh, and speaker and get his reaction to them and I'm really excited to hear what he has to say about the likes of Kendrick Lamar and uh Kelly Clarkson and who knows what else I have. I have a bunch in mind and maybe he'll bring some of his own. Um, So that'll be a lot of fun. Now, if you're just an average person on the street, you will only be able to watch the whole stream if you catch it live. So we'll post well in advance when the streams are going to be. We're going to try and keep them regular. But, you know, This is a big globe with 24 different time zones. We can't guarantee that it'll be convenient for you to watch it then. Now, beyond that, we will edit these live streams down into shorter formats and turn them into episodes. But we're talking like a two, sometimes three hour live stream. So only a certain amount of that is going to fit into an hour, hour and a half episode. And we'll put out YouTube clips as well. But if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get total permanent forever access to the entire live stream archive, meaning you don't have to plan your life around making sure you can tune in right when we're streaming, which is good, especially if you live in one of those funky time zones, you know, like Oceania Daylight Savings Time or whatever. Secondly, we plan to also do a Patreon-only live stream, all requests, as often as we can, as soon as we reach a critical mass of survivors, let's Survivors, subscribers, haha, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, so let's say you know a hundred or so, uh, and that will be truly members only. And best of all, all requests. So we will take your requests. We'll listen to songs, read lyrics that you guys suggest, and talk about them live on the air with all of you in the chat. So it'll be super exclusive, real VIP circle type stuff, uh, very intimate and a lot of fun. So we'd love to have you aboard for that. And you also get access to every single one of those if you are a uh, patron at $5 a month. Uh, And the last thing that we can promise right away is custom playlists on Spotify and Apple Music related to every single episode, starting with the following episode, starting with episode two, meaning that the songs we cover and others related to the same theme, we'll make a custom playlist for you. So you can listen to those whenever you like and go back and, you know, re-listen to these songs and hear them in a new way now that you've heard us brilliantly break down the lyrics. So... I think that's a pretty hefty uh, array of perks for uh, a low $5 monthly subscription. Now, also hear me when I say this. There will be merch. I don't know when and I don't know what, but there will be merch. And when there is, there will be merch-related Patreon perks as well, probably at slightly higher tiers, like $10 a month and above. Now, we don't know what kind of perks yet or what kind of merch that is. Uh, Suggestions are welcome. So please drop us an email at letsgetlyricalpod.com. That's let's get lyrical pod at gmail.com. And let us know what kind of let's get lyrical swag you'd be most excited about. Tote bags, mugs, fridge magnets, t-shirts, fingerless gloves, toeless socks. Who knows? The sky is the limit, but, uh, We'd love to hear from you and we really look forward to being able to provide that. And of course, the sooner we can get our monthly subscription numbers up, the sooner we'll be able to afford the overhead to, to get that going. Okay, so that's it for now. Now, without any further ado, here is the clip of us uh, taking the piss out of uh, Bette Midler's The Rose, uh, which is included in the bonus version of this episode, which, again, is about 20, 25 minutes longer than the uh, one you've just listened to, not including this extremely lengthy uh, public service announcement. Thank you so much for listening either way, and we'll see you next time. The song is, an, the song is a simile. It's like one long, sim, some say love, It's it is well, actually a metaphor, sorry. Some say love it is a something, it is a something. It's it feels like, it, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: it's pretty ponderous poetry. Oh. <laughs>
1: it's great, yeah, great. it's
0: very, very, very. Repetitive. It's, just, it's also a melody when that I can't stand. I'm at a cabaret, and someone starts singing it, I know I'm going to have to sit through a lot of pauses between the lines. That's one of them. Da da, tick tick oh my god uh, you know and then i know that melody is going to repeat and then the third thing will be even higher and then they'll come back to the